It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Pest. I'm Graham Thomas with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm joined live in studio with NWA Democrat Gazette sports reporter Rick Fires. Leland Barclay, the professor of Arkansas high school football, joins us from the River Valley. We have Blake Sutton and Spencer Tyree on the spe- on the technical side of it over here. And guys, we are excited to kick off the 2023 football season this week. Football is here. And, you know, we got a little taste of it last week with the scrimmages across the region. But this week, we start playing for keeps. And we've got a number of games we're going to talk about on this week's show. I think first and foremost, you know, we've got we to open up the show with the uh, – man, it's hot outside. The, the weather is going to certainly have an impact this week on – on football games, and there's going to be some some heat-related game changes, but let's uh, let's let's get into it, Rick. Man, I know you're excited about the start of football season. First of all, I want to say uh, welcome aboard. I mean, we're going to do this weekly podcast. I think a lot of people uh, enjoy it. Uh, last time we gathered up, we were doing we were talking about all the championships in the spring sports, and now uh, hopefully everybody's had a little time off. I know. Uh, look at me, man. I got a little um, sun Ooh, on my white pasty skin. Yeah. So I'm I'm tired of the summer stuff. I've been out in the waiting pool uh, all summer long. I'm ready to get white pasty. I'm ready to get back to the uh, cold weather, the fall, the chili dogs. Uh, the hot chocolate, uh, bring it on, football 2023. Leland, how are you doing down there, man? I'm doing great. You know, it's it's Arkansas. It's August. It's supposed to be hot. I drove over here today with my windows down. Yeah. Oh, man. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it's going to be it's just going to be a great week. And, you know, let, let's let's talk about the weather, though. Man, it's hot outside. Uh, we're, you know, the. The early predictions this week for were temperatures for about 105 at kickoff time at seven o'clock. That's just that's just mind-boggling to me. You know, we're seeing a lot of schools push the start time back to 7:30, 8 o'clock. I think that's it's, good. It's still going to be really warm then too, but hopefully, you know, and they're doing this because it's all about safety. You know, and, it's and safety we, first. Anything you do, especially young kids, we've had. I mean, all you got to do is pick up a newspaper and you see. Uh, about this time of year, someone tragically something happens because of the heat. So I thought maybe you know they might do some early in the morning, Saturday morning. You know the Razorbacks are out of town, play some games at 10, 11 a.m. But I came in today and it was pretty hot this morning as well. So they're gonna do, they're gonna get together, the superintendents, the AAA. They're gonna do what's best for the kids. Leland, uh, what are you hearing down the River Valley? You know, it's usually a, a few ticks hotter down there than it is up in northwest Arkansas, but it, it's just really overall miserable. Yeah, sometimes that tunnel makes a big difference. But, you know, the AAA came out earlier in the week and suggested, you know, moving kickoffs back. And I think most have. Uh, Alma Van Buren is going to kick off at 8 o'clock on Thursday. Northside and Southside has uh, moved theirs from 7 to 7.30. Uh, a lot of teams have moved their kickoffs or a lot of games have moved their kickoffs to eight o'clock, you know, but I checked last night at eight o'clock. Now, granted, the sun's down, which helps some, but it was still a 102 here last night at eight o'clock. Man, that's it just reminds me of a, a couple summers ago when we were in Dallas, Texas, and at 10 o'clock at night, it was still 100 degrees. And, I, you know, hey, let me ask you all then. What if they uh, – is there any consideration of uh, postponing a week? 
instead of starting this week, start um, September 1st. Has that been brought up? Uh, not, I'm not. Is it still 100 degrees then? I was talking to, to Daryl Patton at Little Rock Southwest uh, earlier this week, and he did mention that, you know, that's always in the possibility that they could postpone something because of, you know, heat-related issues. But I think, you know, I think they're all going to take the route of let's just start a little bit later and, you know, make sure we take plenty of water breaks. And, you know, for you fans out there, man, y'all need to do that too. You know, make sure you stay hydrated at these games. It's still yeah. going to be warm. Rick, be sure and bring you some water, man. I hope, you know, it's going to be a just a hot time. But, uh, but man, football's here. And let's let's get into this week's game. So, um, you know, Leland mentioned uh, the, the opening game of the week for us is going to be Thursday night in Van Buren with Alma uh, and the Battle of the Bone. And we'll get to that one here in a second. Uh, we're going to start, though, in the Class 7A. You've got our game of the week, which you'll be sure to check out, Prep Rally Live uh, later in the week. We have Cabot at Fayetteville, and Rick, you and I will be at that one, and we're, man, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a, a, a real fight. Um, also across the region, you've got Little Rock Parkview coming up to play Springdale Harbor, who's got a new coach. Yep. Little Rock Southwest, a much improved Little Rock Southwest team from what we're hearing. Okay. Is that Rogers High? Uh, staying in 7A. Uh, Rogers Heritage is going to visit Salem Springs, Class 6A. Uh, Bentonville, our two Bentonville teams. Bentonville's headed to Broken Arrow. Bentonville West is going to go to Tulsa, Booker T, Washington. And that. Uh, then you've got Northside and Southside, you know, where Leland will be at on Friday night. So, guys, I mean, there's that's a, a terrific slate of games opening up. It's kind of like you know, the opening of, of college football weekend in a sense where you kind of have some marquee matchups, you know, and I'm, you know, just just uh, looking at this list, I, I wouldn't mind being at all of those games. I think every one of them has something to offer. Now you do have marquee college games, but sometimes you start off with like a Western Carolina or something right. like that. Somebody, but this is uh, the Battle of the Bone. Are you kidding me? For the, what is it, 83rd straight year? What is that? And then North Side, South Side? I mean, uh, playing critical games right off the bat. Hey, they ain't scared. No. They ain't scared, and that's what I like about these rivalries. So yeah, then, and on the high school on the high school level, you know, college games a lot of times, you know, teams don't want to lose games. They schedule cupcakes early. Yep. High schools don't have to worry about that because the non-conference games don't matter as far as the postseason, as far as the playoffs. So that's why we get these Fayetteville Cabot matchups, the Bentonville Broken Arrow, you know, interstate, uh, you know, games. That's why we get a lot of these type games because they want to see. They want to go up against good competition and see where they're at and what they need to work on the next three weeks before conference play begins. Yeah, didn't we see that, Leland, a couple years, a few years ago with Arkadelphia? Maybe started 0-4, and then they come, they play that great competition and then end up winning a state championship. Wasn't that Arkadelphia a few years ago? Yes, yeah, sure did. I think they started off 0-4 because I think they lost their first conference game as well and then end up – winning the state championship. And I remember Frankie Vines at Alma used to schedule, he basically scheduled the 7A West at that time, the 5A West as non-conference games. And he said, it's, as long as they weren't beat down mentally or beat up physically, man, they were prepared for conference play. I love that philosophy. You know, like I told, like I told you, Rick, you know, you and I are going to be at the Cabot Fayetteville game and, um, those two teams are really familiar with each other. They played the start of the year last year. Uh, Cabot won 31-28. Last seconds. 
the the year in the playoffs, I believe the year before that in 2021, Fayetteville beat Cabot, rallied, and, and scored a whole bunch of unanswered points. I think it was about 28 or so. I mean, so I'm expecting a fight. I mean, it, it's going to be a good one. Now, whoever, you don't want to put a lot of emphasis on the first game because, man, you got at least nine more. But, man, if you could get win that game right there, get off to a great start, it's, even, if Fayetteville – uh, not only they represent themselves, their student body, that new swack building they got, but the 7A West. Uh, I'm tired of seeing the 7A Central win state championship. Fable, <laughs> set set the mark right here. Take down a 7A Central team, and let's bring it back up here for for 7A West, where it was for years and years. Right, Leland? Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. You said, you know, we're getting tired of hearing about the Central. Just think how the Central Conference felt for those 13 years in a row that I don't the West care about their dominated, <laughs> dominated the state's largest classification. Yes. And that game is really intriguing for a couple of reasons because, you know, Cabot is really hungry to, to get in that same conversation and mentioned with the Bryants and the Conways and the North Rocks. Yes. So that's a huge game for Cabot. And, of course, like you said – Fayetteville's, you know, carrying the the banner of the the seven A West, so that's a that's a huge game on on both fronts. You know, I, I want to kind of kind of keeping that same theme. We're not talking seven A West versus seven A Central, but we are talking about seven A West. Well, I, mean, I guess in one of these cases, it is going to be a seven A Central game. Uh, you know, Rogers High. You know, in talking with Coach Chad Harbison, you know, he, we were just talking about this yesterday about Little Rock Southwest. They've got some dudes over there. And they're they they're changing their offense. They're going uh, the the Griffins are going from a, a dead T look to the spread. They've got a quarterback in Forte who can throw it. And boys, I'm thinking that's going to be a high scoring affair at, at Mountie Stadium on Friday night. So still Daryl Patton, uh, the coach yeah. down there. So he's changing the whole offense. I saw that work years and years ago when I was at Fort Smith Southside. I went out to practice when Coach Lunny was out there, and they were like a, a wing T, veer team or something like that, and they were throwing the ball here and there and there, and Daniel Lunny was throwing it. Third. I said, what, what's going on here? And after one and nine season, I think it was, uh, then they came back and had a great year. I don't know what year that was. you have any idea? Yeah, 96, they went one and nine. Okay. Daniel Lunny and, uh, you know, Southside had four seniors on that team. Daniel Lunny was a sophomore quarterback, uh, and they went to the spread. Two years later, they were state champions. Daniel Lunny was the Associated Press super team quarterback, and they won the state championship. So you're, you're exactly right, Rick. See, I, I only – I'm getting old. I can remember a, a bit here and there, and i got to have Leland to finish it off for me. I, that, he's my go-to guy, too, for stuff like that. Um, uh, keeping it up here with uh, Springdale Harbor, bringing in Little Rock Parkview. Uh, they played down in Little Rock last year. And, you know, Parkview's the defending 5A champions, yes. and they've got some really good players. Coach Brad Bolding has, you know, done a great job down there. And, you know, we got a new coach at Harbor uh, with Brent Eckley. And, you know, th those two games that we mentioned, the Harbor Parkview and Rogers Southwest, if I could be at both of those and still do our game, man, I'd be there. Because I think they're all—all all three of them are going to be really good. I'm interested. Absolutely, in those are yeah. those are marquee matchups. Because you know Southwest is is emerging, and we knew when Daryl Patton yeah. took that job a few years ago, we knew it was just a matter of time. And he knew that too because he wouldn't have taken that job 
and just satisfied with going two and eight or three and seven and using the excuse that, you know, they don't have the players. So we knew this day was coming. And I think that day's now. And of course, you know, the Bolding brothers, uh, you know, at Parkview won their first state championship, uh, you know, since uh, 78 last year. And, uh, and they've, they've, I think that train is probably going to keep rolling. Hey, now, for people who've forgotten, Little Rock uh, Southwest is a consolidation of what schools? Was Partially Hall? Hall, but mostly McClellan and Fair. Little Rock Fair. So uh, let's talk real briefly, guys, about our, our, you know, the two Bentonville teams heading over to the Tulsa area. Uh, Leland, you got to go see Broken Arrow a little bit uh, at the scrimmage last week. Um, of course, you didn't even need to go over there to know that's going to be a tough matchup for the Tigers, for the Bentonville Tigers, that is. Oh, absolutely. And, and man, what a facility Broken Arrow has. Of course, <laughs> you know, in that area, it's kind of an arms race between Broken Arrow, Tulsa Union, uh, Jinx, and even now Bixby to an extent as far as who can spend the most money and have the best facilities. And, and it'll be a big time atmosphere uh, at Broken Arrow Friday night. They're, they're going to be very good again. They did lose one of their better players in the scrimmage against Northside to a oh. compound fracture uh, who is a senior and was getting some looks, especially from Air Force, uh, and they've lost him for the season. Uh, but that, yeah, that's going to be a, a very good matchup. And then, like you said, Bentonville West and Tulsa Washington. Yeah, that was a really good game last year at West. Uh, let's let's take it down to the River Valley, Leland. Uh, first, I want to, let's talk a little Battle of the Bone, and then we're going to get into Stillwater at Greenwood. Um, you know, again, lots of good games, lots of good competitive games, and the Battle of the Bone, man, that that's one that. Um, if I didn't have to be somewhere Thursday night, I think I would come down to Van Buren and watch that one. It should be a good one. You know, the you know both teams are going to have senior quarterbacks leading them, which is uh you know just a a great thing to have. Uh, Van Buren, Bryce Perkins at quarterback, um, and then Jackson Daly, a very familiar name, yeah. a third generation Airedale, taking over at quarterback for Alma. Alma won last year that snapped a four-year winning streak. This will be the 77th meeting between the two schools. Uh, you know, Crawford County rivals, Battle of Crawford County, Battle of the Bone. It's, uh, you know, they moved it to Thursday so that it would be the only game in town, and it'll be packed. Man, I like Thursday night high school football games. Yeah. always have. You know, uh, I, I, I neglected to, to add in there north side at south side, the Battle of Rogers Avenue. Leland, you'll be there Friday night. Um, Absolutely. Walter will be there covering the game, and then I'll have the uh, the wrap-up in uh, Sunday's River Valley Democrat Gazette. All right. And, you know, that's a lot of bad blood in that one, too. Uh, and, you know, uh, you have a very young Northside team with, with some pretty good players still. You know, I know they've, they've lost a bit, but um, from what I've been reading from what you guys have been producing down there, you know, there's some talent down Northside, and then we all expect Southside to be a lot better this year. You know, those two teams, of course, they're going to have uh, the skill guys. Of course, Northside McLean Moody, a Division One, you know, baseball player, is going to play baseball at Arkansas. Uh, and then Isaac Gregory, a running back for Southside, actually led Class 7A in rushing during the regular season last year uh, and missed the last game of the year and the playoff game and still had 1,500 yards rushing. 
So even though the skill guys are there for both teams, man, the, the defensive and offensive lines is, is going to be a treat to watch on Friday night with Southside's offensive line and, of course, you know, uh, defensive line and, and Northside too, uh, Tavion Perry and uh, Mason Medlock. And, of course, Southside with Kobe Branham, Anderson Cooper. Uh, John Parkinson had 13 sacks last year for Southside. The last player to have that many sacks for Southside was a guy by the name of Shannon Wright in 1988. Yes. Wow. Yeah, we don't want to forget about Greenwood. They're hosting a really good Stillwater team who I believe is the defending champions in Oklahoma. And, yeah, that's, that's going to be an exciting one as well. That'll be a good one. You know, Greenwood's defense was just phenomenal in the scrimmage game against Fayetteville. So they're going to be very good defensively. And, of course, they're going to be good offensively too. But there is not a Gundy quarterback in Stillwater this year for the first time in probably eight or nine years. So that will be a little bit of an advantage for Greenwood at least. There won't be a Gundy quarterback in Stillwater. I'm going to go over the rest of the games that we have on tap for this Friday night. Uh, in class, uh, well, I'm not going to give the classes. We have a lot of blended classes here, but Springdale is going to visit Harrison. Pea Ridge is at Gravit. Ozark, which we've got a lot of uh, high expectations for there at Clarksville. Lincoln is going to play at Greenland. Waldron at Paris. Huntsville at Lamar. Pottsville at a really good Elkins team. Gentry at Westville, Oklahoma. Green Forest at West Fork, Magazine at Mansfield, Center Point at Hackett, Perryville at Cedarville, Dover at Johnson County Westside. So, uh, man, there's just there's a lot of good football games all over the area, and you know I'm sure that um, you know you're you're going to see just a lot of really good games out of that group that we just mentioned. Um, let's talk about some scrimmages, Rick. I know you went to a, a scrimmage. Uh, tell me about the one you went to. I went and watched uh, Elkins and Pea Ridge, and I think you know, I said, you know, don't get too high, too low, over scrimmage. But my goodness, Elkins, they man, they got some firepower, and it's just not Dizzy Dean. And by the way, um, I think I I was writing uh, last year, Slade Dizzy Dean, thinking that was his nickname. Actually, Dizzy is his real name. <laughs> so they throw it all over the place, and, and Deshaun chaired, uh uh, Elkins handily won that against P. Ridge. You know, P. Ridge struggling, but right. uh, under Bray Cook, hopefully they, they get back to the level they have been. But P, uh, uh, Elkins dominated that. Uh, Deshaun Chairs was over on the sideline, kind of precautionary, didn't want to get hurt. The worst thing you can do, like uh, Leland was saying earlier, for a senior, my goodness, to get hurt in a preseason game. Right. But it happens. Uh, but, man, Elkins is just very, very impressive. Uh, and you know, you know Zach Watson bringing that from offensive coordinator down to, uh, from Greenwood. You knew it was going to come a time for them to really start coming out. But the role is different. I like what Harold wrote in the preview. Now they go from being the hunter to being the hunted. They're favored all over the place in their right. conference. Let's see how they respond to being the favorites role. Leland, you 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 called it the Barclays scrimmage tour last week. You you hit quite a few of them and. Um, what are just some, some things that stood out from what you saw? Uh, of course, uh, Monday I went to Alma and watched uh, Ozark and Alma. Uh, boy, Ozark looked good. Um, you know, they lost uh, 
two guys in the backfield that accounted for like 7,000 yards last year. And they didn't, uh, they didn't miss much of a beat on Monday night. Offensively, they look good. Defensively, they look good. So I think Ozark is certainly going to be able to challenge Elkins for the 4A1, uh, you know, championship. Uh, then on Tuesday, went down and watched Greenwood and Fayetteville. I've already kind of touched on Greenwood's defense. Nine starters coming back from last year, including the entire line. Uh, they did lose one linebacker. Uh, he was our defensive player of the year, Evan Williams. And then a very good defensive back in Storm Sherry, who made a lot of plays for them. But they do return nine guys on defense. And, and and you know, in this age of high-flying you know, offenses that are scoring 40 and 50 points a game. I think it's still defense that wins championships. And I think, you know, coaches know that too. In fact, if you go back to look at last year's state championship games, Bentonville didn't score an offensive touchdown against Bryant. Uh, Hazen uh, recorded a shutout win against, you know, held a very good Carlisle team down. Uh, Charleston shut out uh, Boonville for three quarters, which was very good. So, you know, Defense defense still wins championships, and Greenwood's defense is going to be very good. Uh, then went over to Broken Arrow on Thursday night. Uh, Bentonville West is still kind of, um, you know, getting used to you losing a two-year starter at quarterback. You know, just a tremendous loss for them uh, to lose Jake Casey, who would have been, you know, he was going to be a three-year starter and probably would have set all of the Bentonville West uh offensive you know passing records north side still very young in fact uh, they used a couple of different combinations on their offensive line still trying to find the you know the perfect uh mix and match there so you know pretty early there and uh then i went to oklahoma on friday night and then uh, me and hank went and watched a thick burger eating contest on saturday afternoon that's awesome i love a good thick burger <laughs> We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, Rick, Leland, and myself will go over our weekly top five, and uh, in future podcasts, this will be our uh, top five performances of the week, but we're going to change it up just a little bit with this being week zero, so we'll be back. And now, back to the Prep Rally Podcast. Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Pest. Uh, I'm Graham Thomas, joined by Rick Fires and Leland Barclay. Uh, we're going to get into our top five now. And so for this week, uh, we're going to talk about the top five storylines. We've got it broken up a little bit. So for Rick, I want to I know from you, in the 7A West and slash Class 7A, what are your top five storylines for this football season? Okay, the big news over the summer, if you know people vacation had me paying attention, is that Buck James left Bryant after what five state championships. I don't know what happened there, but now he's at Conway. So the question is, you know, can anybody take advantage? That's a huge change right there. Can anybody else? Can it be Cabot or Conway or Fayetteville or Bentonville uh, slide into there? I don't care. Anytime you lose your head coach, I mean, that's a big deal right there. Kind of at the same point, can a 7A West team jump in there? Favor or Bentonville, uh, Remy Rogers jump in there and bring back the bragging rights to the 
to the uh, 7A West after the uh, Central been dominated for years. I'm also interested in uh, the Rogers Mounties. When I came up here years ago in the uh, late 80s, maybe early 90s, I was assigned to cover Rogers, and I was like, oh, my God, uh, they're not very good. And a veteran, <laughs> a veteran uh, reporter there said, this is where uh, coaching careers come to die. But that's no longer the case. That is no longer the case. Rogers had that respectability, consecutive nine-win seasons. Uh, they've really got it going under uh, Chad Harbinson. Let's see if they can get nine wins, maybe more. See if they can get up there to that top echelon of the uh, uh, teams in the Arkansas largest classification. Leland talked about this earlier. I'm really interested in North, north side. Felix Curry, you know, there's four and seven. Last year, they had a horrible loss in the playoffs. I can't remember who. Maybe, yeah, There's probably Rogers. Rogers, Rogers yeah. Had a horrible loss there. Can they make that uh, jump from the first year to the second year? I know they got to instill some young guys, but Northside's got some talent. And in the old days, when I was down there, at, and they always talked about grizzly defense, grizzly defense. They won with defense. And even in today's wide open, you know, giving up 35, 36 points a game, that's too much. That's way too much, even in the um, modern era. So I'm really focusing on how Northside can do this year. Uh, what I got, one more, Fable. Uh, they're opening up their new building. If anybody hadn't been there, it's a tri-level uh, new building. Kind of looks like uh, one of them big Oklahoma or Texas kind of uh, facilities. Uh, they're coming off a four and, uh, seven and four year, uh, ugly loss against Conway in the playoffs. I'm just see if they can bounce back this year. And in particular, this may just be me. I'd really want to watch Drake Lindsey. Uh, he's from that Lindsey family. Uh, they are well connected with Arkansas. Arkansas didn't offer Drake Lindsey. He's a drop back uh, quarterback, maybe 6'5", 230. I think Arkansas wants to run more option, run pass kind of guy. But I really want to see how Drake, he's committed to Minnesota. And good, if they, you know, he may end up going there. But, you know, uh, Isaiah Centennial was uh, committed to Texas A&M, Oregon, before he settled on Arkansas. Maybe Arkansas might rethink that. But right now, Drake Lindsey, uh, I want to see him have a big year. There's nothing wrong with drop-back quarterbacks. Drake Lindsey. Drake Lindsey, right there on the cover. So I'm really – I like that kid. When I was talking to him about it, he had no beast with Arkansas. No, he said, uh, Minnesota offered me. And if they want me, that's where I go. So I love that kid's attitude and really rooting for him this year. And that's all I got. All right. So I'll take it, you know, we're going to, I'm going to talk about class 6A and below for the five storylines. Um, and then we may have a little overlap here, Leland, but I think that's all right. But I'm, I'm looking, you know, all I've heard this summer is how good Little Rock Christian is. Uh, you know, <laughs> they've got the quarterback, uh, White, who's going to Auburn. Auburn yeah. You know, You've heard your know, Pulaski Academy is the defending state champions. And if I'm Greenwood, I'm just hearing all this noise about these two teams. You know, one of them is everybody seemingly is picked to win the state title, and the other one is defending state champions. And Greenwood's just over there lying in the weeds. And that's what I'm going to tell you boys right here now. Greenwood is my prediction to not only win the 6A West Conference, but to win state in 6A. They've got a really good football team. Leland mentioned the, the defensive starters coming back. They're going to be really good. but And then don't forget about Benton. They've got a really good uh, football player down there, the, the running back. And, man, they'll, they'll be ready to go too. 
Uh, I'm going to take it down over to the 5A West, and you know Shiloh Christian's got an interesting situation going on there. They've got a new coach who's an older coach. He's been here before as an assistant. Tucker Barnard is back. Barnard, yep. And uh, but man, got a freshman quarterback. But yeah, like so they've got a freshman starting at quarterback, and he's really good. Um, from everything I've heard, he's he's the real deal. But man, he's still a freshman. Yeah, and so there's going to be some challenges there for for Shiloh Christian in that 5A West. And so in keeping with that theme, number three for me, you got all these teams in the 5A West who are probably looking licking their chops, saying we we're going to go get Shiloh. I'm talking Harrison, Farmington, Alma, Prairie Grove. They're all going to be gunning for Shiloh Christian this year. So, man, that 5A West is going to be really fun to cover. Love that conference. And Another conference is going to be really fun to cover. 4A1, uh, that Ozark-Elkins matchup, we we might have to figure out a way to get down there for that one, Rick. I mean, that's that's going to be a showdown. And, you know, those are two teams out of that 4A1 who I think can contend for a state title. Can anyone upset Malvern? We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of good football teams in Class 4A. You talk about maybe the the toughest classification, that 3A, 4A gauntlet to get to the state finals is just, yep. you know, there, there's a lot of good teams. And then lastly, 3A1, you know, I had a great time visiting with those 3A1 coaches uh, down at River Valley Media Day the first of the month. It seems like two months ago. But Boonville, Charleston, um, you know, those are the two front runners in that conference. There's a lot of good football teams with a lot of, uh, you know, some of them with new coaches down there. It's going to be an exciting time in the 3A1. Leland, how about you? Well, I'm going to kind of base mine around um, kind of around my scrimmages that, that I, the teams I saw, saw last week in the scrimmage games. You know, like I talked about a little bit earlier, you know, Ozark lost almost 7,000 yards of offense a three-time thousand-yard rusher, uh, one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had. But I tell you what, um, Kobe Wilbanks put on a show, 6'1", 145 pounds, and he put on a show against Alma in what the great. scrimmage. And he's a junior. Okay. He was a receiver last year, and and he was kind of the, well, he wasn't kind of. He was the heir apparent. They knew who was going to step in at quarterback, and they had. Uh, high hopes for him and and he's really good and their defense was good so uh even though i think elkins is and i guess maybe four and away the favorite in the 4a1 um that game is at ozark um when they play uh in october so that's that's going to be a great game i think and and ozark's not going to give that uh you know, give that championship up, uh, you know, real easy. So Ozark was impressive in the scrimmage I saw. And, of course, you know, Greenwood, you know, we hear so much about their offense, uh, the 2,000-yard passers they have, and, you know, rightfully so, and the receiving core that they have coming back. But I tell you, the defense was just uh, incredible against Fayetteville. And I know it was a scrimmage, and teams keep things pretty vanilla in scrimmage games. But uh, Fayetteville's first six plays in that game greenwood had two sacks landon nelms returned an interception 21 yards for a touchdown and they recovered a fumble that was out of the first six plays by fayetteville so and like you said i think they're playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because you know they you know they still got a bad taste in their mouth you know losing to pulaski academy in the state championship game a team that they had beat in conference play earlier and then hearing all about Little Rock Christian all summer. So 
you know, the, the, the Bulldogs don't always play a, with a chip on their shoulder, but uh, I think they are this year. And based on scrimmage games, again, you know, Van Buren scored on seven of nine possessions against wow. uh, Farmington uh, and uh, won that scrimmage game. I think it was like 42 to 35. So they scored on seven of nine uh, possessions. And, and, you know, of course, they lost a good player, too. There's not very many Malachi Henrys that come along in a program very often. Uh, but, uh, you know, for Van Buren to score on seven of nine possessions is certainly a you know, a good indication that they're going to be pretty good again. And then Southside went up to Siloam Springs uh, in their scrimmage game, and Carter Zimmerman hit George Harrell on the first play of the scrimmage, 75-yard touchdown. I was there for that so, one. Uh, it, 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 it was beautiful. Like, he hit him just perfectly. And that yeah, wasn't the only so, one he hit. They they hit a few that night. You know, and, and I, I said something about Isaac Gregory, who led the class – 7a in rushing last year during the regular season well amari tucker didn't even play last year because he was hurt warming up prior to the north side game and missed the whole season well amari tucker led south side in rushing as a sophomore two years ago so they actually have two guys coming back that have led them in rushing one year or the other so i think that offense is going to be very good and, and defensively they're going to be good as well and then graham you talked about the 3a1 you know charleston's not yeah, they lost a bunch of guys. Graduation, you know, that, that happens, especially on state championship teams. But I tell you, Charleston's not going to give that title up real quick either. And October 20th, Boonville and Charleston, that's going to be a huge game. So that's uh, that's kind of the five things I'm looking at. Uh, you know, Boonville also has somebody coming back off of injury. Ryland Ray coming back. Yeah. So they're going to have – it's not just going to be the Dax Golf Show this year. Ryland Ray's a – he's a guy that, uh, you know, he can put up 2,000 yards rushing in a season too. So that's going to be a big game. And, you know, they start off the year at Harding Academy. And, that, and Charleston <laughs> begins the game – begins the season uh, a week later than most teams, but they start off the season playing Elkins. Wow. You know, in Harding Academy, they um... – they just had a, a linebacker commit to the Razorbacks, so they, 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 um, they're impressive. I've seen, yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. So, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's uh, prep rally podcast. I do want to uh, point out online you can find this is the River Valley report that uh, came out in the in the River Valley Democrat Gazette on August 13th. It's available on the River Valley app, uh, and it, just a really well done piece by our guys down there. And then in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, we had the prep rally football preview. Uh, and this was this came out on August the 20th and is also available on the River Valley. Oh, sorry, excuse me. It's available on the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette app under the replica edition. And just a lot of hard work by our sports guys here in Northwest Arkansas and in the River Valley to get these out. Um, you know, we've got all kinds of preps starting up. We've got golf. We've got tennis. We've got volleyball started up uh, just yesterday on Monday. And um, and we'll certainly be adding those into our conversations uh, as we go. Uh, but, man, just it's exciting time. Football is here. Everybody stay hydrated. Yep. Stay cool. And find yourself a game to go watch this week. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.